Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel. That's Jake. That's Bob. And I have learned something, Jacob. Okay, Bob. I will never, ever, ever again ever, 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 ever. do this again. All right? Okay. Bitch okay. <laughs> got out the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. Jake. Sorry, go ahead. I will no longer give dates in episodes. I realized it's this weird, uh, like, jinx. Every time I say I'll have this up tomorrow, we usually have, like, what, a three-week hiatus? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm no longer going to say that ever. It's true, you do say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit happened. Well, a bit of it was last Monday. I was just super, just fuck it. <laughs> right. I, I there's no I have no I have no excuse for Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. But I don't even anyway. care, dude. So, as a sort of a I don't know, recompense, holy shit, all over your rack stinks. I can smell it from here. Oh any it, it. Figured as a follow up to Jake's uh Andrew Jackson episode, I would tell one of my favorite stories ever. And the best part about this I learned so much more about it while doing, I say researching, but I I only did my research today at work just to get the, the basic gist and things like that. That way it's fresh in my mind, even though right. I'm still going to stop all the time to look at my notes, cause, which I should note, Jake, <laughs> I should note my notes. It started out in note fashion, if you can see this, you know, 20th Prez, and then I have like a list of things, but... You'll notice after a certain bit, it just turns into a book report. It's no longer notes. So, that's gonna be fun. But we're not here to worry about that. We're here to tell one of my favorite presidential stories. That story is going to be of one President James Garfield being assassinated by Charles Guteau. I love this story, Jake. I love it. It's true, you do. And I, I've told a few versions of it, you it's know. funny, in the text you sent me yesterday, you said Garfield story. Oh, yeah. Never mind. What, now you thought I, I was talking I about the goddamn cat? I did. Well, I don't know. Oh, Jake, uh, search on your phone what day of the week July 2nd, 1881 was. Spoiler, that's when he gets shot. What day of the week? Yes. July 2nd. It was a Saturday. Okay, looks like Garfield has two days he hates. Because Saturday... Well, actually, as you'll soon learn, there were quite a few Mondays after that. So he probably hated all of them. But no. You want to know what's funny, though? <laughs> what? It was 1881, right? And yes. it was the 183rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar in 1881. You're welcome. I don't know, Bob. I just... I don't know, Jacob. President Garfield is shot President on Garfield. July second, eighteen eighty-one. When doing this research, uh, I look. I was looking, of course, basically Wikipedia and getting links from there, but because I was at work, I didn't have the time to dig through it too much. So I saw something really cool when I was looking. So of course, President Garfield, twentieth president, which yeah, I can never remember which presidents are which, and I. Uh, his biggest feat in office, the two hundred days he was in office, Jacob, six inch insole. He said the biggest feat. Okay. Golf club. Golf club. Anyway. Pixie jack-off sound. Pixie jack-off sound. <laughs> uh, 
He purged corruption from the post office. Here's what was going on. The post office had a protection racket running where they would have star routes saying like, no, no, you pay us a little extra. We'll make sure your shit gets to the right place. We'll send it on one of our good routes. Here's the thing. There were no fucking good routes. It was just routes. So he was instrumental in, but since he got popped before it was finalized, he was he not the get final. The for it. Oh no, he still gets credit for it because he was the one that set it up. He just didn't see the finalization, mm. and I find that really cool. That there was just a, just a, a racket. Yeah, just just the regular rackets. It's just like well, it, it's making you feel better, you know, like crystal healing. Just it makes you feel better, you know. It's 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 all about it's all about the vibes you get. It's all about the notes you don't play. And or the vaccinations you don't receive. <laughs> well, no, it literally... That one literally is a one in, one out. All right. So, I figured I would start with a little bit of a lead-up. It starts with uh, the run-up to his election. How he became the nominee. I'm not going to go too far into it. Because, you know, a lot of this stuff you should read yourself. Because it is pretty cool. He act, He never wanted to run. He actually put in to be the, nomina- the nominee... For the Republican Party, William Tecumseh, I will burn down your fucking town, Sherman. Because he was Sherman's lieutenant. It was a CO. He knew who he was. He wanted him to he, he wanted him to succeed. And so he got up and he just evangelized for him. Because one of Garfield's things was he was an orator. He spoke. That's that was his whole deal. He, bitch spoke. So he just made it, like, amazing. He just, like, nobody likes Sherman because he's fucking Sherman. He's a pyromaniac. That's true. <laughs> he is... He a is just... a American douchebag. Yeah. So, and nobody really wanted him, but we're talking, this was some mighty Duxian shit that he, that he spit at these kids. Quack, 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 Mr. Duxworth. And they were about to freaking do it, but they're like, you know what? No. Nah. They liked it so much, they end up making him the nominee. Which he was very, very opposed to. You can think of that one of two ways. Either because he didn't want to feel like he was slighting his CO and and friend. Or, you know, Sherman's proclivity to burninate things. (laughs) I'm going with with the former because even though the latter's more possible. Which is totally true. Right? And his campaign was, it ended up involving heavily with the whole, uh, the bloody shirt. The waving the bloody shirt thing that they uh, that the that the Republicans like doing, uh, I actually had to look it up because I heard it before, but I don't. I never really remembered it. It was throwing in the face of the Democrats that they're the reason for the fucking civil war. It's it was basically using the dead soldiers at the that died in the war as your as your platform. The main reason it kind of didn't work as much this time, even though spoiler, he won. Was this was 15 years after the war. At this point, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, we get it. We get, we just... We just don't care. Like, if somebody was still talking about the fucking... Uh, the, Atlantic, uh, the Atlanta Olympics bombing. Which wasn't really a bombing, but, you know. If people were still talking about that... Like, in their speech, like, years later. Dude, it was just some chubby security guard in the fucking parking lot. Chill. Right. So, yeah, people really didn't like it. And even though he's, like, a really good speaker, his campaign wasn't that great. And uh, I think it was, although he still did okay, I think it was, like, a 2,000 was the difference. 
and he swept in the electoral college. Like what was it? Two twenty two fourteen to one fifty five. Only you know. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Only this time it was somebody who was, you know, qualified. <laughs> and could yeah. And also could speak. This is, hold on, hold on. Let, let me go let me go a little uh Stingy military here. No, go for it because I got to review my notes. Someone who was actually in the military and not someone who claimed bone spurs several times to get out of going to Vietnam. Not shin splints? I would have used shin splints. Nope, bone spurs. <laughs> and his poor little flat feet. That's that's what everybody likes to say. Oh, he tried, but he had bone spurs. He couldn't do it. And yet it's like. Those same people will be like, hey, man, you do what you got to do to get in there, no matter what's wrong with you. And then it's like, it's okay, though. President, he got out of going to Vietnam because he had... Quote, yeah, so did two of the last three, but at least they had... Decent yeah, ones. and like, guess which ones that Hey, they my dad was rich, about. and also, fuck that shit, I'm going to Canada. <laughs> well, one of them wasn't old enough to be in Vietnam. Well, of the last four presidents, only one of them was not old enough to be in Vietnam. One of them was in the Air National Guard in Texas, you know, doing blow off of hookers' asses, and then allegedly, and then Clinton didn't <laughs> go. But hey, but we're not here to talk about them bitches. Yeah. We're here to talk about Garfield, and Garfield was actually very progressive as a president. In his inauguration speech, we're talking when I say progressive, as in he was an advocate for civil rights. In 18-fucking-80. Alright? And I'm going to give you this rather really nice speech. This excerpt from his speech. From his inauguration speech. Freedom can never yield its... Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I was doing my cadence weird. Freedom can never yield its fullness of blessing so long as the law or its administration places the smallest obstacle in the pathway of any virtuous citizen. Any virtuous Citizen, civil rights, bitches. Why the fuck? I mean, it, it. That's literally dude, all it comes down to. Treat citizens like citizens. Do not fucking put roadblocks in the way of progress. But then, <laughs> but then, what? Seventy years later, that'll all span. The same thing he was saying that then that kind of thing is now a Democrat is now. Yeah. Oh no no no. The, yeah, it was always like. You know, it was originally saying, a Republican. I know people thing. like saying Lincoln was a Republican, but at the same time, at that time, Republicans were lean left liberals. So, fuck off. Lincoln would not be a Republican in today's. No, but no, we're Lincoln not... would like kick the shit. <laughs> Lincoln out of, like, would a kick Paul the shit Ryan out... or a Mitch. Oh McConnell. my God, Jake! No, 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 no! Fucking coward, no, Jake! A fist fight between Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln. Just, just. I want you to start. See, I don't. Can think you they not picture it too? Because I can't picture it. Because my brain, it's like one of those. Uh, I'm trying to. You can't picture it. It's too awesome. It's too awesome. Because because Lincoln was too respectful. Jake, but, I'm not talking about. We're not. No, we're, I mean, as in, like, I can't even see why they would like literally. Okay, here's get why, Jake. Fight. Okay, hold on, hold on. Give me just a sec. I'm going to do some folding work. Well, some, uh, some. All right. <clears throat> This toy is going to be Andrew Jackson. This toy is going to be Lincoln. Crash, 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 crash. You don't have to question why they're in the room, just that it happened. Okay, how about this? How about this? Dude, I don't know. Wasn't How about this? Wasn't how about this? Lincoln like well known as a wrestler? Isn't that what he Oh, uh, he was just he also fucking just 
fist fought motherfuckers as a kid. Maybe that's he was a what boxer. Was. Maybe that's what. It and was. a fighter by his trade. <laughs> Whereas Andrew Jackson would just take like bullets, literally, and still live. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. See, how that he... maybe that is why. Lincoln would best him Maybe is he because wasn't crazy. Jackson cannot be killed by conventional weapons. Yeah, Could but not be killed Jake, by conve- are conventional you trying to weapons. say anything about Lincoln was conventional? That dude was a plus one magical weapon. <laughs> but <laughs> we digress. But no, when it comes to Garfield, basically everything about him kind of screamed fuck the political maneuvering because at the time the Republican Party had like two different factions. One more what you see nowadays. Like now what you see in the Republican Party. And one that was more progressive and like dude let's just get this make the country not suck. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody was like oh no don't put that person on your cabinet because of this. Don't put this person on your cabinet because that's like man fuck off. He's in my cabinet now. Eat a dick. Well, or whatever the 1880s parlance was. Verily, him is now in my cabinet. Please partake in a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, oh, I have it written down here already what I was going to say. But but no, seriously. Picture Captain America and Winter Soldier. We talked about this movie plenty of times. How all this Tom Clancy shit was trying to happen. He was just standing there. No. No. It was like, oh, let's get this person. No. Fuck you. He's better for the job. Fuck you. <laughs> so that br- that that mentality actually of his ca- which actually end up going off to his cabinet as well brings us to Guto Garfield in a pizza place. I actually gave my notes titles. So let's talk about just Sex I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to go Dude, too every time I heard you say Win Harry in that episode Jesus I, whenever Christ. I was listening to it, I was like, "Met Sally." Jesus fuck, Jake. In my head, sorry. Is this what it's like being you? <laughs> to be around me? I don't like me. Well, I've always never liked me very much, but still. Anyway, how about the... Alright, so Charles Guteau... To fully discuss Charles Guteau would be an episode of itself. This is a guy, Jake, who got kicked out of a hippie commune. Twice. All right. He must not it was a free. A it was a, it was a religious movement. Blah blah blah. They were a fucking hippie commune. All right. They kicked him out. He came back. They kicked him out again. They called him Charles Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, That's so terrible. But it's hilarious. so terrible. He he tried so many things. Like there was a. Uh, one of the times he was run away from some other town, one of which was under murder suspicions, he was in a boat that hit another boat. Their boat was survived perfectly. Nobody got damaged. Nobody got hurt. The other boat burned and sank to the ground and everybody died. Even though nobody on their boat got hurt, Charles Coteau literally thought God saved him for a reason. More like he wanted to believe because he, he wanted to be powerful. He wanted to have purpose. And that bring that's the slippery, slippery oh, slope. Oh, too bad his dad wasn't a millionaire and could like give him money his, to uh, then his help dad, him build a real estate uh, empire. Jake, Jake, no, his, I'm trying to. Make, I know, I know, but his dad actually was kind of rich. His dad cut him off because he was a fuckle. Oh, oh, why could that Jake, have not Jake, happened? Jake, 60 steer the boat. Ago? Steer the boat. Sorry. Steer the boat. 
Steer the boat. We're trying to discuss fun things. All right? Fun things. Things that won't get your security clearance fucked with. It's true. All right. So, but at this point, Charles Guiteau was a political toady. He was a public. He was a Republican as well, but he was part of the other faction. I can never remember Garfield's faction's name, but the opposite was the Stalwarts, not Star Wars. Stalwarts, as in you know, stalwart. Yeah, strong like bull. We don't move, which makes a lot of still quite couch it, couch it. (laughs) All right, and I during the election though, even though you know he was. Staunch, he was stalwart, stalwart. <laughs> uh, even though he was like dedicated to that, when Garfield got the election, oh, he went to town for him. He was like, he was, he thought himself a speaker as well. So there was a whole, like, basically, most of the campaigning was people out there proselytizing for you. All right, maybe proselytizing for you, but so, but um, and so that's what he was doing. He was gonna go out there to the people and speak. But he would get nerve. He got nerves, and in his first speech, he stopped it early because he wanted to throw up. <laughs> this guy was the worst. He was bad at so many things. Spoiler: He's bad at some other things. You'll find out later. But, but he thought I got out there. I did my job. Pat himself on the back. That should be enough to get myself a position at the White House. Why would he get a position at the White House? Because of a wonderful thing called the spoil system. Do you know the spoil system, Jake? All right, Jake shaking his head. Yes. Basically, mm-hmm. it was think Godfather's in to where we scratched your back, you got elected. Now you got to give us a cabinet now, position. That also became most prominent with Jackson. Like there was a little bit of it before Jackson, but. Whenever Jackson came along, they actually called his the kitchen cabinet because it was all of those people like just thrown in together. Yeah, like and that, 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 that really was part of the yeah to... part of the spoil system. Mm-hmm. And in this of it, this Which you could even in this person in this setup become ambassador to France, having no experience, or I'm just being hypothetical here, not being able to speak French. You know, for more examples of that, see the current cabinet. I want you to read what's on the last line of that page, Jake. No, hashtag sass. Hashtag sass. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so, fresh from him personally getting the president elected, he walks up to the White House because he's got a job in mind. He's going to be a consult to France. Now, you remember that hypothetical I said a minute ago? It's not hypothetical because this motherfucker didn't speak French. Or any other second language. But he thought, I'm going to be ambassador to France. So, he goes to the White House and they say, honestly, not the president. Because that was the president's job to talk to these yokels. But they told him, the president, yeah, the president could. But you really should be talking to, what was his name, James? Hold on, let me lay my notes. Yes, you need to be talking to James Blaine. He was in the cabinet. And he was one of uh, Garfield's supporters from the beginning. Again, look up Garfield's election. It's really kind of cool. And I, uh, and he was a better pick because he was also in the State Department. So, of course, he'd be the one dealing with ambassadors and people working as attachés and things of that nature. Attaché, 
Mr. Gateau, if your ghost is listening, is a French word. Sim <laughs> <laughs> Sam! As you can see, I fucking hate Charles As Gateau. Gateau. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blaine, however, wasn't stupid. And he wasn't going to give a job to somebody wholly unqualified. And once again, I feel I need to, I need to say again, did not speak French. So he told him, but he did it in like the really shittiest way possible, like passively. He was like, well, you see, we can't fill the position yet because Senate's in a deadlock because of some nomination that they didn't want. You know, you remember when Senate used to do that, actually stop horrible people from getting uh, put into a cabinet? Sorry, couching it, push it down. No, remember, (laughs) the Republicans did that because they kept the... um they kept Obama from being able to vote on a uh, Supreme Court Supreme justice, which Court was justice. His fucking legal. Push yep. it down, push it down. Dickies. We're not. We're trying not to be a political podcast because we should not be. Because we would just be us screaming into the void. Just push it down, Jacob. Push it deep, deep down. With those feelings you had in Boy Scouts, just push them down. Never feel them again if they can't reach the light of day. All right. Them feelings grow with the light. They have photosynthetic memories. Just push it down. Darkness. But no, he's like, yeah, so there's a Senate deadlock. We can't do it yet. Cut to when the Senate deadlock ends. And of course, Gato's back like, hey, what about the position? At this point, he was just burned out. It's like, fuck you, no. Just no. And Gato, being the bright person he is, you know, what with the whole, not, I already said it four times, (laughs) decided that this was a personal attack by one James Garfield. He did not want him to have that position because Guteau was a stalwart. This is some this is some some partisan bullshit. This is some separating the line. There's a line in the sand. The Republican Party is crumbling and it's all Garfield's fault. The only way to stop this is to kill that fucker and put Arthur Chester A. Arthur as the president, because he likes stalwarts. This doesn't make any sense, Jake, but to the rattled mind of one Charles Chuck Guto, <laughs> this made perfect sense. Uh, I went and doubt if his middle names were Zachariah Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> dude had issues, bro. But, oh, dude. Motherfucker had a time subscription. He didn't just have issues. He had stacks. <laughs> so, on July 2nd, the fateful day of July 2nd, 1881. Actually, we're going to take that media res and back it up a couple days. Because Charles Guteau followed Garfield for multiple days. But, if you remember a bit ago, when I said he has nerve issues, Kit kept bitching out. He kept getting nervous and not doing it. He was following fucking James Garfield... For a while. And the irony of it is, Garfield actually saw the Lincoln assassination as a fluke. He thought the president didn't need guarding. Even though, I don't even know if he knew. Like, if he had guards, he would have known. He would have known Snidely Whiplash was fucking following him. (laughs) So, on uh, January, or January, July 2nd, 1980, or... Motherfucker! 1881. James Garfield was at a train station. He was leaving D.C. Because 
It was motherfucking July. He was the leader of the free goddamn world, and he hated how hot it was. He was going to somewhere cooler, because the leader of the free world should be able to get a reprieve from Swamp Nats. <clears throat> and so there was Garfield. There was Blaine as well, because a lot of his cabinet were going to see him off because they were still talking about work stuff. And <clears throat> Blaine was really one of the few there. He was talking with him. And Charles Guteau, it actually says, was hidden in a lady's waiting room. I have no fucking idea what a lady's waiting room is. But he was there. Unless it's like a powder room. Like an actual powder room. Like a shitter. Room. Oh, a powder room. Okay. <clears throat> waiting means you're just waiting, not doing anything. No. That's act. But whatever it was, I don't know. So there's Charles Gateau sitting Remember, in a, women still couldn't vote at this point, so... Truth. Sitting in a ladies' waiting room where they were waiting to vote, <laughs> holding a gun he personally bought because he thought it would look good in a museum. This guy was so up his own shit that he was already considering himself a martyr for a cause that did not want him. All right? Seriously. This would be like... Like... Pepe Le Pew trying to join ISIS. Like, please, join me! And they're just running away like that cat who doesn't want to get raped by Pepe Le Pew. Just, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> this guy was just buckets stupid. Buckets crazy. And, just in keeping with this, with his thematic life, there was no, you know, how freaking, uh, how, oh, what's his face? Uh, Booth jumped out and shouted about Tyrannosauruses and shit when he shot Lincoln. Uh, and, six Semper Tyrannus. Yes, I was making a stupid joke. <clears throat> nope, not with Guto. He didn't even have the fu- the awesome pants on head craziness of that dude who shot Andrew Jackson because he thought he- Andrew Jackson killed his dad, even though his dad never left Eng- England and died like twenty years, like like when Andrew Jackson was still a kid. But yeah, he think Andrew Jackson killed his dad. That, no, he doesn't get that level crazy. He just walks up and shoots him. How many times? Twice! Once for each time he got kicked out of a hippie commune. <laughs> or that he was rejected a job with the... <clears throat> now, as many times as he... W- oh, God, yeah, he was rejected. No, the first time wasn't a full reject. It was a bitch reject. That bitch was... It was a bitch reject. That was that a was bitch like a move. Zone that was a bitch move. He Blaine should have just... Yeah, no, you're fucking... Um, French. There you go. French. It's France. They speak French. In various forms of France speak. Unless you're You don't Benjamin speak France speak. Unless you're Benjamin Franklin, because then all you have to do is just whip out your pecker, Dick. and that's all you need to do to make it in France. Who all wishes to see my lightning rod? <laughs> that was horrible. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> And as much as he acted like he was, he was the, just the champion of the people or whatever the fuck he, his twist in mind thought he was, he didn't do anything awesome. He tried beating feet to sneak out of the, uh, out of the train station. He couldn't even do that right. He was caught almost immediately. And the moment Blaine saw him right away, he was like, yes, I did it. I shot him. I shot the fucker. He just started, like, once he knew that he was caught, he just started acting like he was the top of shit. It, it was so dumb. Uh, oh, yeah. He was also shouting why he did it. He was shouting to the people that he did this 
because of his political faction. And that this was to endear the people to his political faction. He shot a well-loved president because he wanted people to like his political faction. Jake, how do you think that went? The populace was fucking enraged. Well, if only we could get that We're talking, reaction out of a base Jake, currently. Push it down. We're talking the 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 uh the platform or the uh the party nearly crumbled. Nearly completely disappeared. Like the stalwarts were just nearly gone because of this one fuckle. So and this is what the really cool thing like this is where uh, my personal knowledge of it ended. I, well, a bit of that I didn't know. The concept of not being able to speak French and shooting a motherfucker for right. not giving you a job. I knew that. The fact that he wasn't even the one that did it, didn't know. Learning some of this shit was cool. We now go into the territory of something I did not know until I was listening to an episode of Sawbones. It's a, it's just a medical history podcast. Fucking amazing. And so that's one of the McElroy yeah. brothers and his wife, right? Yeah, honestly, it was like one of the first ones I heard of them too, but it's really good. And it was about the presidents. One of which, what was it? Uh, God, who was it? I can't remember that. Like one of them had a fucking, uh, had a brain tumor that he had pulled out on a boat trip because he didn't want the people to know he was sick. That was cool as shit. And one of the stories was this bit of the assassination of, of Garfield by, by the coward... <laughs> Charles Guiteau. That's right, we're getting some Bob Dylan shit into this. <laughs> and uh, if you're laughing out there, hey, Mom, you're listening again. Good for you. <laughs> There's very few people who will get that joke because it's a really dumb name for a, for a song, even though I like this song. But stay on target. <laughs> we're now going to talk about the surgery, which has, like, one of the weirdest twists. The main person who was there... uh. I didn't write down his name. I'm sorry. I think it was Lincoln. Uh, I was maybe about a name Lincoln. I couldn't remember what it was. No, it wasn't. That would have been too ironic. Um, <clears throat> especially considering Lincoln's kid almost got killed at a train station. But no, I. Uh, he actually watched 16 years before this happened, his own dad get assassinated. Mm-hmm. And he hap- he was a doctor who happened to be at a train station when the President of the United States had an assassination attempt on his life. At this point, we're still calling it an attempt because guess what? They find out, you know what? That's a good place to get shot. And uh, I was reading a thing about it. If that were to happen today, you would have been out of the hospital in two days. All right? But what they did is they grabbed him, they took him up to a private office, and then uh, him and several, several doctors started to probe the wounds with their fingers. Now, Jake, I also made a specific note in here that at this point, even though there was an American doctor performing procedures evangelizing the proper, the the benefits of, of uh, antiseptics, nobody thought it was valid. So, all these dirty motherfuckers who were out on a hot day in July in a swamp... Because remember, mm-hmm. DC's a swamp. It is. Multiple ways, but it's a swamp. Just poking into this hole, trying to find it. <clears throat> What's the word of the day, Grover? Sheptic. <laughs> no, whenever you started doing this, it made me think of America's Sweethearts. <laughs> okay. And Jake, 
I'm not going to shit you. They ended up calling a guy by the name of Dr. Willard Bliss, MD. I'm going to say that again because I want you to tell me what's weird about that. His name is Dr. Willard Bliss, MD. I wrote it down on here. You see how that doctor is not abbreviated? Uh, His first name is Doctor! His literal first name! His mama named him Doctor! So he had to be called Dr. Willard Bliss, MD, so you knew Dr. Willard was a doctor! Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the 1880s. Uh, And this pioneer into the world of batshit... Took one look at the president and said, you know what? That bullet's on the right side of his body. And he he put all of his efforts. And the thing is, though, he was actually a well, a well-received doctor. He was a trusted physician. He's like, nope, it's on his right side of his body. Because all these doctors, they wanted to save a president's life. They wanted, they wanted to be the big dick swingers, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, it's on the right side. He's like, okay, it's on the right side. Shouldn't we scrub up? What the fuck is scrub up? Dig into that wound. Okay. And they just started grubbing around in his body again. And at this point, you know, they they leave the train station at some point. So don't assume all this is happening in a train station. Most of it did, though. This bit didn't. When when, When Dr. Doctor came in and told them the news, all right, they were already, you know, a few days into it. Yeah, a few days into this, Jake. <clears throat> he also calls up his good friend, Alexander Graham Bell. You see that joke? He calls up Bell. Because Graham Bell made a basically a metal detector. And they're going to find the bullet with this metal detector. Which comes to an absolute failure. Because they instruct him to only search the right side of his body. Take one guess where the bullet was, Jake. Not the right side of the body, Kurt. <laughs> this shit is so dumb it should be made up. So, of course, they don't find it. And through this whole time, they are constantly stopping so Garfield can sit up and do his job. He's still doing his job at this point, Jake. This dude, dude, he's a fucking tank. And a lot of other things. Okay, so Grand Bell came over. They even hooked up the first successful air conditioner to his room to keep him from getting feverish because, you know, septic wounds. Like, there are so many weird shit that happened with this setup. And we're talking, I am barely scratching the surface to where, hint, hint, if you want to get me something cool, if you can find a book about this whole thing. Holy shit. I'm sure there is. Oh, God, yeah. uh, And sadly, you know, after 80 days... That's right, Jake. 80 days. He spent a season living with this shit. We're talking just just septic wounds, just disgusting shit just going over. And it actually has a sad, sad little bit. Uh, the day before he passed, he was sitting with a friend. I think it was like Rockfeld. Or, uh, his name was Rockfeld or something. And he actually asked him if uh, there would be a place for him in history. And the friend tells him yes, and that not to worry because he still has work to do. He said, no, my work is done, and went to sleep, and the next day he died. Dang. But, since you can't have a story involving Charles Chuck fucking Zachariah Smith Guteau in it, it can't end on that sweet, somber note 
with just this fucker getting hung because of it. <clears throat> no, 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 no. He has to up his own crazy. He has to up his own crazy with two fucking statements. One of which, and Jake, <clears throat> when I was writing this, I'm glad it was Saturday when I was at work looking this up. Because the moment I read this, I, I not, I am not being hyperbolic. I shout, what the fuck? Accidentally shouting, what the fuck, in the middle of a call center. Because this is fucked. So, uh, while he was sitting in prison, Couteau wrote a letter to uh, now president Chester A. Arthur, who found out he was the president by the press. He didn't. Get, he wasn't told by a staffer. He found out because the press had shown up on the lawn and told him that the president is dead. Long right. live the president. <clears throat> Guto wrote him a letter and said, basically, I'm paraphrasing because <clears throat> only some of this is the paraphrase. You can tell by the normal words that I'm going to be using what's actually written. You should totally give me a pardon because because of me, your salary has increased because you're the president now. You should pardon me because you now make more money. That is some shithole thing to do. And the story ends at his trial where he proudly proclaims, yes, I shot the president, but I was not the one that killed him. That honor is reserved for his doctors, which is right. They still hung the motherfucker good. You might have been right. <laughs> because he actually would have survived if they would have left him be. And there would have been two presidents in the 18th century who got shot and still walked about. Oh, that was a joke I forgot to make. I sort of kind of think the reason that uh, that nobody wanted William, I'm going to burn your life down, Sherman was going to become president because they didn't want two bat-fuck crazy presidents in the same century. That would have opened a portal to Ryla and fucking Cthulhu would pop out, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this wonderful story. Just, I... It's one of the coolest things ever and I hate the fact that I'm bad at oritating. I don't know, whatever the fuck. You're Uh, bad at oral. Yeah. (laughs) Sue me. I still love the final line. They still hung the prick. <laughs> that is my final line in these three pages of notes. They still hung the prick. This was a wonderful story about Charles Couteau and James Garfield. I'm sorry. Charles Chuck, Zachariah Smith, the bitch stick himself, Guteau, Esquire, <laughs> James Garfield. And I'm James Garfield. And together... Sorry. I'm sorry, I don't get it. Because you said Esquire at the end okay. of... <laughs> Jake is flipping me off right now. <laughs> Whoa. I shall need my fingers menacingly. <laughs> so that's going to do it for you this You could episode. just need your fingers in general so that you can complete everyday tasks. You don't have to need them for anything that has to do with menace. I didn't want to like that at all. I didn't want to like that at all. But and that was horrible. Yes, it's easy not to. Now, Jake, our entire 12 people who listened thought that was the dumbest joke in the world. Nope, not possible. You were playing to an audience of one. <laughs> God damn it. Can I please end the episode now? That's about going to do it for this episode of A Brother's Quirrell. <laughs> We would like to thank you for joining me on this little excursion. Tirade. 
Yeah, tirade. Well, no, no it, was it was a it was it was a Bob teaching episode. Yeah, you poor fucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you think me as a history teacher? Oh, get this, this motherfucker right here. You're like, and guess what? <laughs> they still hung the prig. <laughs> no, 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 and no, then no. The bell rings. No, 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 Jake, like, Jake, Yay! Jake. That would have been that would have been the prestige. No, what that is, that would have been me just like walking up to the board. And just like right at the end of it, like it'll be one of those boards that has like five different bits on it. You can like, you can move it around and just swing it across and just bow. And what is written on there in big letters? They hung the prick. We've seen too many 80s movies. Standing ovation. (laughs) Mild erection. Mild to moderate erection. Too many John Hughes movies. (laughs) Uh all right, so that will so funny. <laughs> that will end up doing it for this episode of A Brother's Quarrel. Thank you for joining us on that little bit. Uh, you want to send us an email? Hit us up on Twitter. Jake, what are they? At ABQ Podcast. I let it go. In the email? Brothersquarrel at gmail.com. <laughs> I took the power of it away. <laughs> no, I was just waiting to see if you were going to do the oh, no. a, capital B, capital B. I wasn't. I took the power of it away. Because I am a capricious god. This is what happens when you let me dictate an episode. It goes straight to my heads. Well, you've already mentioned that you're not a great orator, so you no. didn't exactly dictate this episode. Oral dictate heads. Pow. You shouldn't have a dictator, Jake. That shit's hot. I mean, think about it. A baked potato's hot already. You want to stick your dick in it? <laughs> oh yeah crashed burned i don't care i will go down with that ship and yet the person in the other ship will think god saved their life bringing it around <laughs> all right y'all <laughs> all right y'all take care and remember we here at a brother's quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument especially with adverbs they don't even though I said especially. <laughs> 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 <laughs>